Thank you for listening to the City Lights podcast. You can visit us on Sundays, 10 a.m. at 4100 20th Street in Greeley. We hope you enjoy the message. Good morning. How are you guys? Good to see y'all up in here. Hey, thank you, Rob Lovett, Bree, and Jared Eddy for setting up all these decorations. Looks good. I like the Christmas season. I like the decorations. It's fun. It's a good reminder of just what we have in the Lord. Uh, thank you guys last week for uh, letting my wife and I and our family get away for a weekend. We, uh, I turned 40. I'm 40 years old now. And uh, our plan was to, earlier this year, our plan was to go on a, to go on a cruise, a family cruise. And uh, that's not something they're doing right now, so... So we went up to Breckenridge for a few days and uh, just, yeah, got away for my birthday. Didn't get to go out to eat at all because everything's closed. But um, as luck would have it, there's a few 14,000-foot peaks there in Breckenridge, just by chance. And um, so I have a couple, just bear with me, I have a couple pictures I need to show you guys. So go ahead and put up the first one. I took this picture. This is an iPhone picture, by the way, um, near the summit of Mount Quandry. So... Um, yeah, I just love the mountains. It's like my, it's my habitat. Okay, go to the next one. This is looking back up towards the summit of Mount Quandry, and the sun had just set. So just beautiful. I love the mountains. And then, uh, so November 28th was my birthday. Um, that night, I got to go home and, or go back to our place. And every man should have a steak on his 40th birthday, right? <clears throat> I forget how many ounces that is, but we did split that, me and Emily, so... And there's a little bit left for breakfast. Um, last one. This is just for me. And then, guys, Mike Tyson fought again. I thought I would never get to see this again, but Mike Tyson fought Roy Jones Jr. And they looked good. They're a little fatter, a little slower. But those guys, man, they still got what it takes. It was just the perfect birthday. 14ers, steak, Mike Tyson. Come on. It doesn't get any better than that. So, so I'm 40. And uh, people always ask if you feel different. I don't know. I feel hairier. I'm getting hairier every year. There's more hairs in my nose. And uh, a couple weeks ago, is that a tea? Can I have that? Thank you so much. Um, A couple weeks ago, before I got up here to preach, Greg comes off the stage. He's like, Kurt, you have a hair sticking straight out on your forehead. He's like, I can pull it or I can like lay it over. And I just said, pull it. So he rips it out. That was right before I got up here a couple weeks ago. Anyway, so I'm I'm getting hairier, Um, as we all do. Um, But it was awesome to get away and not to worry about um, this place at all. We we had full confidence that that you guys were in good hands last week. Uh, Thank you, Adam, for preaching. Good job. Leslie, thank you for for leading the ministry. And and we have an amazing church. We have an amazing team. Um, You guys are a blessed church because we have... It's just amazing. We love this church. God has blessed us so much, blessed you so much um, by just what he's put together here. So thank you. Um, This week is the second week of Advent. I don't always uh, dovetail with Advent, but when I do, I don't know. I felt like there was a joke there, but it didn't happen. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to dovetail with Advent. The second week of Advent is peace. All right. We're going to focus on peace. Um, 2020 has been a uh, crazy year. 
But how many know this, this Christmas season, maybe this Christmas season can be one of the best Christmas seasons of all. When we can lean into what the Lord has done for us. Uh, we're going to talk about peace today. But I want to put a new spin on peace. Um, I want to put the biblical spin on peace. In the natural, peace is defined as the lack of chaos, war, strife, and uncomfortable situations. You might ask someone, how did how was, how'd your evening go? And they might say, oh, we had a peaceful evening. What they're saying is, it was kind of an uneventful evening. Not a lot happened. It was, it was peaceful. Okay? But here's the thing about God's peace. And Harmony already alluded to this, the things in the kingdom. God's peace is not passive. God's peace is aggressive. God's peace does not avoid storms. God's peace goes through the storm. Okay? We're not looking to just have a, you know, serenity. That's not God's peace, okay? If you come to church and I'm like, go have serenity, that doesn't help you very much. God's peace is different than that, okay? I believe one of the, the disservices, church, we do many times is, is we kind of encourage people to, you know, come to church, come be good with us. Let's be good. Let's get together and be good. Listen, I don't want to be good. I want to be dangerous for God's kingdom, Amen. I don't want to, I'm not interested in being good. I'm not interested in being safe. I'm interested in being dangerous for God's kingdom, okay? The peace of God is not passive. The peace of God is aggressive. It runs into storms. It brings peace into storms. Jesus said this, Matthew eleven twelve. 12. He says that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent, that's supposed to be us, the violent, take the kingdom by force. Okay, I love that, that that word just dovetailed perfectly with what I want to talk about today. Because peace isn't, it's not something passive. It's something we have to lay hold of. We labor to enter into the rest that God has, God has for us. Okay, we want to take hold of peace. Okay, many times we have to lay hold of the kingdom forcefully. It's not just always going to be handed to us, all right? And, I, you know, Christmas, I love the Christmas season, but many times around holidays, we get just kind of lazy and complacent. And then we have to kick off the new year with, you know, getting refocused on God again. What if we went through this Christmas season and we didn't get lazy and complacent? What if we just, like, amped up our passion for Jesus? Come on. By the way, we are going to kick off the beginning of the year. We're going to do 14 days of prayer. If you want to fast, we can do, we're going to do 14 days of prayer and fasting. Um, be praying about what the Lord would maybe have you fast. Um, some of you might do full food, food fasts, water fast. I don't know. Um, the Lord gave me a dream the other night of the type of fast he wants me to do. And uh, we'll be talking about that more in the next few weeks. But be thinking about in the beginning of the year, we're going to just have a, a time of 14 days of prayer and fasting as a church. But... The kingdom of God, we have to lay hold of it many times forcefully. It's not always handed to us. What does the kingdom of God look like? What is it we are contending for? Romans 14, 17 says this, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. How many know that you do a lot of that in the holiday season? Lots of eating, lots of drinking. That's not the kingdom. The kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's what we're contending for. That's what we want in my life and in your life. How many know that if you have the kingdom operating in your life, there will be a manifestation of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit? Okay, but guess what? Many times, violently, we have to take hold of that peace. We have to take hold of those things. <clears throat> many times, we're just, our, 
our goal is to get through life as easy as possible, the path of least resistance. But many times I believe God would have us storm the storm with his peace. Um, if you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 14, verse 27. We're going to hang out there. We'll, we'll, we'll bounce around, but we'll come back there. So that's a good landing place for you. Jesus said this. Jesus said, we already read this verse earlier in the service. Peace I leave with you, my peace. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The title of our message today is called My Peace. We're talking about Jesus' peace, the peace that he gives us, okay? Your peace does this. Your joy does this, right? Our righteousness does this. How I many that God's peace is like this? That's the peace you want, okay? His peace is consistent. His righteousness is consistent, okay? All right, it's just like righteousness. You don't have your own righteousness. I don't either, but I have his righteousness, okay? I don't have, your peace will do this, because why? Your peace is based upon circumstances, right? His peace is based upon something greater, and you have access to his peace, okay? You have access to his righteousness, all right? There is a peace that God can give you, and there is a peace that the world can give you. Jesus said, I do not give to you as the world gives, I do not give as the world gives. I want to talk about the difference between God's peace and the world's peace. Okay? We need to access God's peace. Number one, God's peace is eternal. The, word's peace is, the world's peace is temporary. Okay? God's peace is an eternal peace. Um, why? Because the world's peace is based upon lack of chaos, war, strife, or uncomfortable situations. In other words, it's circumstance-based. The world's peace is circumstance-based. There's times of peace. There's times of war. There's times of this, times of chaos, times of strife. God's peace is not based upon circumstances. Okay, it's an eternal peace. You can have his peace when things are going good. You can have his peace when things are not going good. Okay, all right? That's really the point of my message today. More importantly, how do we access it? Um, last week, Adam, uh, Adam Lowry focused on the name of God. I love that. From Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7, it says this, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. Government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. It's an eternal peace. Other translations say, of the increase of his government. In other words, he's the ever-increasing ever government of God. There will be no end. If the kingdom of God is operating in your life, the increase of peace should be more and more. It should abound more and more. The Bible says we go from grace to grace, faith to faith, right? Glory to glory. Um, eternal life is not just something that happens when you die. Eternal life is now. Okay, when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have a relationship with him Eternal life is today. If you, don't, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, at the end of the service, my wife is going to lead you to putting your faith and trust in Jesus. Eternal life can begin today before you leave this place. Okay? But how many know there's a trajectory? We begin eternal life now in this life, right? We face circumstances, trials, and then one day we die, and that eternal life continues. There's a trajectory of eternal life. Same thing with God's peace. He gives us his peace now. We face life 
through those, these trials, these things we go through with his peace, we die and we go into eternity still having his peace. There's a trajectory that we continue on, okay? God's peace is eternal. <clears throat> Number two, God's peace is real. The world's peace is lacking. The world's peace is lacking. Let me show you why. I want to show you the two words in the Bible for peace. They're very similar. The Old Testament is written in Hebrew. New Testament is written in Greek. So let's look at the Hebrew word first. The Hebrew word for peace is shalom. Everyone say shalom. This is a, actually a greeting when you're in Israel. Shalom means peace. It means this, though. Completeness, soundness, welfare, peace. Notice, completeness. Okay? Has, it, it's not talking about circumstances at all. It's talking about completeness, being a whole person, as Emily talked about just a minute ago. It's about being a whole. The Greek word, uh, irene, uh, it's from another word called uh, ero. It means this, to join, to tie together into a whole, properly wholeness, i.e., when all the essential parts are joined together, peace, God's gift of wholeness. Okay, God's peace is about wholeness and completeness. It's not based upon circumstances. Okay, it's, when, it's a picture of this. When all the essential parts are pulled together and are working together, that's what God's peace looks like. Okay, here's a picture of the world's peace. Go ahead and put that picture up. Oh, isn't that nice? Okay, <laughs> if you came to church, and this is what I told you to do, you need to have peace in your life, so go find some you know, some serenity somewhere. That wouldn't be doing you very, that wouldn't be doing you very much good, right? We're just trying to have peace and do this as much as possible. Listen, go do that. That's fine. But that's not God's peace because this guy's life could be falling apart. Who knows, right? Who knows what he's going through? His dog maybe ran away. I don't know. <clears throat> His life's a country song. Okay, this is the world's picture of peace, okay? This is not God's picture of peace. I want to show you a few illustrations here of what God's peace looks like, but you won't get it until I show you what it first doesn't look like. Does that make sense? Okay, so go ahead and put up the first picture. Okay, this is, is this puzzle complete? No. no. Thank you. Right? Just very assertive. No, this puzzle is not complete. This is no shalom. Okay, now go to the next picture. Okay, it's about to have shalom. It's about to be whole. It's about to be complete. It's about to have peace. Don't you love that feeling when you're doing a puzzle and you just find the peace that you've been looking for and it just feels good to put that peace in there, okay? Shal shalom, you know. Now you know what to call that feeling. It's called shalom, okay? <clears throat> All right, go to the next picture. Okay, this is ingredients for cake. This is no shalom. Got all the ingredients here, but it hasn't not yet come together. Go to the next picture. Ah, shalom. All right. This is shalom. Peace. All right. Shalom also makes you fat. So just so you know. All right, go to the next one. All right, this is a Jeep on, a, on the assembly line under, under construction. All right, this is no shalom. Go to the next picture. Shalom. <laughs> Taste and see that the Lord is good. All right. <clears throat> okay. God's peace is completeness, 
God's peace is wholeness. So you can be going through a storm and still be whole. Okay, you can be going through a storm and still be whole. I'll, let me give you an example. Go, go to the next picture. Okay, believe it or not, this is shalom. This person's obviously not in a good situation. They're stuck, almost tipping over. But this is shalom. Why? Because that is a complete picture. The Jeep is completed. He's got a winch. He's got everything he needs for the task at hand. And this is what our life is like many times. We're in a storm. We're stuck. But if we have wholeness and completeness, we are equipped for the task at hand. This doesn't look like the world's peace because it lacks serenity. Okay? But that's not God's peace. This looks like God's peace because this Jeep is uh, complete. It's equipped for the task at hand. Okay? When you have God's peace, you are equipped for the task at hand. And you face life through that. Okay? Amen? You guys getting this? It's really important that you get this because otherwise you will live your life trying to get your ducks in a row. Just always, we're always trying to get our ducks in a row, right? This is not the highest goal that we can attain as Christians. It's trying to, like, organize our lives. Like, that's good. We want to have order. Order's good. But that's not the highest goal of the Christian life. The Christian life is unity with him, right? It's, um, it's identification with him. That's what peace looks like. Okay. Which leads us to point number three. Point number three is this. God's peace uh, is the presence of a person. The world's peace is just ease, an easy situation. God's peace is the presence of a person. You can be going through a storm with the presence of that person and have peace. Why? Because you're whole and face the situation through that. Let's look at the Greek translation again of the word peace. It means to tie together, to join into whole wholeness. When all the essential parts are joined together, God's gift of wholeness. Here's the thing. Peace is not represented by the lack of uncomfortable circumstances. It's represented by our spiritual union with the Prince of Peace himself. Let me read that again. Peace is not represented by the lack of uncomfortable circumstances. It's represented by our spiritual union with the Prince of Peace himself. Then we face circumstances through that reality. Amen? Um, <clears throat> how many have ever seen the movie Jerry Maguire? It's, okay. it's a chick flick. Yeah. I've seen, I think, most of it. But there's this famous line in there where he's talking to the girl and he says, you complete me. You complete me. And then I throw up at that point. <clears throat> Sometimes you hear people say, like, my spouse and I, we complete each other. Like you're a half person until you got married and now you're a whole person. Listen, a person doesn't complete you. Union with your creator completes you. And then you meet another person who's complete and you have a whole person plus a whole person equals a whole relationship. Okay? You're not a half person until you meet your other half. You're a whole person plus a whole person equals a whole relationship. This is all of us. We're trying to chase things in life to be complete. If I get this job, if I get this money, if I get that Jeep. Okay. Um, you can tell I need a new car. Um, and a Jeep wouldn't be bad. We're always chasing things. Another, another lover, another person, another marriage, another whatever to be complete. Then I'll be complete. Then I'll be whole. Listen, it's not the person sitting next to you. 
It's your creator joined, joined with you in your soul, amen? And then you marry someone like that, and then you have a whole marriage that works really well, amen? Okay, without God, we live as fragmented beings that don't have any peace in our lives, okay? Peace is union with him. First Corinthians 6, 17 says this, but the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Here's the difference. Facing circumstances as fragmented, um, the difference is facing circumstances with a fragmented and shattered heart or realizing that you are already one in spirit with him. Therefore, peace is a manifestation of that union with him. Okay, it's his peace, his peace. Let's look again at John chapter 14. Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives, okay? Uh, I want to look at the two verses right before that so I can just bring you into the context of what Jesus is talking about here. He said this, all this I have spoken to you while I was still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Okay, the context is I'm giving you the helper. I'm giving you the advocate. I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. You're incomplete without him, but you're going to be complete and you're going to face circumstances with him. Amen? Okay. My peace, Jesus' peace, my peace I live with you, uh, I leave with you, my peace, his peace looks like the presence of a person. It looks like the Holy Spirit, our union with him. Here's my point. God's peace is personified in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Let me me say that again. God's peace is personified in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Remember what we said here at the beginning. What does the kingdom of God look like? Romans 14, 17. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking and having a good time like the kings of this world do, but righteousness, peace, and joy. Watch this. In the Holy Spirit. Which means what? The kingdom is in the Holy Spirit. It's in our union with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so if the Holy Spirit is in you, the manifestation will be righteousness. Why? Because it's his righteousness. Okay, Uh, Romans 5.17 says this, For if by the trespasses of one man death reigned through that one man, speaking of Adam, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of, of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Christ Jesus? Okay, the manifestation of being in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit being in you is righteousness manifesting your life. What else? You will manifest peace. Why? Because it's his peace. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, which will inevitably lead to a manifestation and an overflow of joy. It's righteousness, peace, and joy, overflowing in joy. Why? Because it's his joy. Nehemiah chapter 8, 10 says, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. I love that he didn't say, joy is your strength, because our joy does this, doesn't it? Day to day, hour to hour, minute to minute, I'm, hot, I'm tired, I'm hungry, oh no, I have that bill I have to pay, right? That's our joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength, because the joy of the Lord is consistent and steady, just like his peace, just like his righteousness. Come on. This is why Galatians 5.22 says this, but the fruit of the Spirit... You don't, have, you don't try to have the fruit of the Spirit to be walking in the Spirit. You walk in the Spirit, and the fruit of the Spirit is a, is a manifestation of that. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. The fruit of life in the Holy Spirit is marked by joy. Okay? 
Whose joy? It's his joy. This is how you can have peace in a non-peaceful situation. It's because of our union with him. It's his peace. This is the difference between us and the rest of the world, by the way. We can be going through situations and be okay because we have the one with us, the peaceful one with us, who's making you whole and you're complete. Therefore, you face trials and tribulations in this life with him. Amen? All right. So I'll, I'll conclude with this. I'll say it again. I said at the beginning. God's peace is not passive. God's peace is aggressive. Greg mentioned your neighbors, inviting them to church. Listen, they need to see something steady in your life. They need to see something that makes them want to serve the Lord, right? They need to look at you like, oh my gosh, that's, there's something different going on here. Okay? God's peace is not passive. It's aggressive. It runs into the storm. God's peace does not avoid the storm. It storms the storm. God's peace represents our union with him, the union with the Prince of Peace. Amen? Okay, let me pray over you guys. And if you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, my wife's going to lead you in that right now. Father, we love you. God, I, I just pray. I, I said some words today. And Lord, but I pray you would come, Holy Spirit, and you would just cement this by your will, Lord God, by your, um, by your voice, Lord God. I just pray that um, if anyone here feels they're lacking and they're incomplete, Lord, I pray they would recognize that it's in the Holy Spirit, it's in union and relationship with you that we have wholeness and we have completeness and we face trials through, the, through that, Lord. And so, Lord, I just pray for that revelation today. Jesus said, my peace I give to you. His peace is available to you. You don't have your own, that's fine have his peace. He can give it to you. You don't have your righteousness anyway. You have his righteousness. Amen. So Father, we just pray that we would access your peace. God, in a, in a tumultuous world Lord, where there's ups and there's downs and, and things we're going through, God, we, I pray, God, we would access your peace. You have peace and you have enough to give. We love you. We bless you. We thank you for today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Thanks again for tuning into the City Lights podcast. We appreciate your support, and we'd love to fellowship with you. You can visit us on Sundays, 10 a.m. at 4100 20th Street in Greeley. Be sure to check out our website at citylights.church, where you can submit prayer requests, receive info on special events, and find our social media links. We're glad you could join us, and we hope you have a blessed week.